Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Kia ora and a very big welcome to the Kākāpō Files. I'm Alison Balance, and this RNZ podcast is beaming in today from the field, which is nice because the Kākāpō Files is normally a matter of trying to get hold of some busy people on the end of a phone as they dash around Whenua Hau Codfish Island, trying to manage the biggest breeding season for kākāpō ever. There are 147 adult kākāpō in the world. It'll be really interesting to know how many there might be by the end of this breeding season. So the breeding season changes day by day, sometimes hour by hour. So let's catch up with Deirdre Veko, the manager of the Department of Conservation's kākāpō recovery team. Kia ora Deirdre. This is a complete treat for the kākāpō files because you're not on the end of a telephone. <laughs> you are actually standing in the bush. Where are we? Kia ora Alison. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to be face to face and we're here on Whenua Hau. And it's a beautiful sunny day and as always there is tons and tons of news and as always it'll be out of date <laughs> by the time I get this podcast to air. So it's, we're talking in the morning of the 11th of February. What's the news? Well, the news is that we've broken the expected target of eggs this year or prediction so we have 160 eggs this year have already laid and we were expecting around about 150 so that's great news of those 72 of them were fertile so had developed now not all of them have made it we have lost some so we've had 14 egg deaths so far but uh, we've also had hatches we've had 21 chicks hatch which is just staggering let's just pause and celebrate that for a minute that's 21 <laughs> little kakapo chicks already and more to come Yes. And, you know, when you think about it, we've only ever had three breeding seasons in which we've had more than 21 chicks. <laughs> so to have 21 chicks hatch this, this early in the season is, is pretty outstanding. So uh, give me some chick news. Who's where and what and why? So it is a long road ahead for all of those chicks, and we can see that. We lost Wa 4 uh, at two days old, so that chick there was quite small and weak right from the start and didn't make it. So we still have 20 chicks alive. So far, they're all looking really, really good. And yeah, we've got a bit of a spread. So we have five of them. The oldest ones are currently in the Dunedin Wildlife Hospital, and they're doing really well there. Uh, we have eight here on Whenua Hau, and this Wednesday, those eight will join the other five in Dunedin. And we have seven on Anchor Island. And the great thing about Anchor is that two of those chicks are in nests, which we'll keep long term. And they seem to be doing well so far. It's very early, though. So the chicks here on Whenua Hau and in Dunedin, and obviously some of the ones on Anchor, are being hand-reared. So you've got a team of people working almost around the clock doing that, haven't you? We have, and I think you know it's so true that we just can't do this alone. We really need support from others, and this year we've got loads of support from others, which is fantastic. So we've got a team from Auckland Zoo helping us out on both Whenua Hau and Anchor to, with the hand rearing, and they're working from around 6 in the morning till, well, I saw James was still up at 1.30 this morning, so it's long days for them. Um, they're working shifts. 
uh, and the team in Dunedin, of course. And we've got, yeah, just loads of supporters like yourself, Alison, just really getting into this season, which is fantastic. Now, you mentioned that you saw James up at 1.30 this morning, which meant you were also up. So what were you doing last night? Yeah, last night I paid a visit uh, with Andrew to Hawkey's Nest. Uh, we were hoping to find fertility there or some good eggs, but unfortunately it looks like she's got two infertile eggs. So we removed those two and replaced them with two dummy eggs just to keep her sitting on a nest because we hope to give her a chick a bit later on in the season. One of the things that people have asked about is the names of the chicks, and at the moment it sounds like a, a bit of a barcode, so, you know, WA4A, she was the one that died, so WA's fourth egg in the first round of mating, which is the A. How long do those chicks have that name for, and when are you going to start giving some of them proper names? Well, we've actually just started this morning. Oh, wow. So <laughs> we've named the first two chicks, so Waikawa2A, which was the second egg of Waikawa's first clutch this year, was our first, very first chick to hatch and hatched on the 30th of January and that was the first chick in the management history that has ever hatched in January so we've given Waikawa 2A the name Kohitatia which is January and Tefiri 1 came right on the heels of Waikawa 2 and we've given that chick the name Tōmua or to be early, and that's in recognition of the early season of 2019. Well, those are two very beautiful names, and I think you're going to have quite a few more names to find by the end. Would you hazard a guess as to how many chicks you might get, knowing that we'll lose more eggs, knowing that we'll lose more chicks? Yeah, so we've got 20 chicks. We've still got 38 viable eggs. So those are eggs that have been fertile and developing, are still alive, and may still well hatch and turn into kākāpō. So I'd never like to hazard a guess, but that's looking like quite a healthy number, uh, and we'll just have to keep keep on uh, doing our best to make sure that we can keep all of our eggs and chicks alive. You've had a strategy of removing the eggs from females to encourage them to remate. So how's that all going? That's going well, uh, which is fantastic and a real relief. Uh, So we have had, on anchor, we've had nine females start their second round of mating. So, you know, that's nine nests that we wouldn't have had had we not followed that strategy this year. We haven't had any mating on anchor for the last two or three nights, so we're all thinking, is there, are there going to be more? Because the first round of matings on anchor was very quick. They all went together. But maybe the second round will be slightly more stretched out over time uh, because the, the periods in which we took them off the nests were a little bit more stretched out over time, if you like. Uh, on Whenuaho, we've had five females mate again. So, so who's that? So we've had Aranga, Cindy, Esperance, Nora and Solstice. And actually Solstice uh, was a t- potential candidate for artificial insemination today, but she mated again last night, so that's great. We'll leave her to it. <laughs> Are you still going to do some more artificial insemination? We will. We'll be concentrating on that for the second round of clutches. Uh, so we have a team here ready to go, and we're really hoping to make a difference with that fertility in the second round, because as you saw, we saw in the first round, it was relatively poor. Probably, I think we're sitting at our third worst season for f- fertility. It's around about 46%, I believe. Uh, so if we can achieve some successful artificial insemination, we really could drive that, that number up, which could be a game changer, but it is a big if. Uh, we've only been successful with artificial insemination once in 2009, well actually th- with three chicks in 2009. So, uh, But we're hoping to see that again this year, fingers crossed. When will you know the results of that? We won't know until the chicks have hatched and we've been able to DNA test them uh, to check which father 
sired the clutch. But we may get an indication, you know, if these second round clutches come in and they have an increased level of fertility, when we check the eggs, we may think, oh, wonder if that was our artificial insemination. But of course it will be not until the proof's in the pudding later on, really. Well, good luck with all of that. Unfortunately, I have to go back to real life on the mainland, but I will think of you all here working really hard day and night because I think that's the most impressive thing is that this is not an eight-hour-a-day job. The team out here is living this almost 24 hours a day. We are, and you know what? We're all feeling so good about it too. There's something fantastic about walking around in the bush that really restores you, so I just feel really purposeful and really, really enjoying this season, and I think everyone's in the same boat with me there. And as we're standing on the track talking, here comes one of the lovely feed-out volunteers. Say hello as you go past. (laughs) Just um, hello. And you are? I'm Ian. I'm uh, out on a, a feed run. So you have meals to deliver to Kākāpō, so let's uh, not hold you up. I've got about eight bags, yeah, so... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, Ian. That looks like a heavy bag today. <laughs> and, Alison, that there is exactly what makes the season so wonderful for us, is sharing it with people like Ian, who's come over from the UK specifically for this, and with yourself, who's here, just telling the, the, the story to everybody and seeing how much people are getting behind us. So a big thank you to you too. Thanks, Deidre. And now I'm off to see if I can find Daryl, Daryl Eason, the technical officer, to find out what's happening with the eggs in the incubator room. Hi, Daryl. Nice to see you in your little office. Yeah, I'm back here with the eggs again. This is the egg headquarters. What have you got going on today? Today we have two... Eggs that are externally pipped, so that means hatching's imminent within the next day or two. So we've got Nora 2, who will probably hatch today, and Rakiura 1, who's really raced ahead and pipped a little bit before I was expecting. But because it's, it hasn't broken the air cell first, it's just gone straight through the shell, and it'll probably now sit for a couple of days before it hatches. So we've just moved them to the hatching incubators, and we have some amount of eggs. <laughs> Daryl is looking around the room at incubators <laughs> full of eggs. <laughs> um, and all the rest of the incubators. I've just removed Sue's second egg, which died yesterday about nine or ten days old. So an egg can be fertile, the embryo can start developing, but the developing embryo can die at any stage. Is that yes. the problem? If they're going to die, they usually die within the first ten days. So there's regularly deaths at about four or five days old or around about eight or nine days old. Um, Sue's eggs, her first two eggs both had the air cells on the wrong end of the egg so there was something a bit odd about them in the first place and this one looked pretty normal until yesterday and then all the network of veins just started looking really unhealthy and starting to drain Although the embryo was still moving around in the morning, it it was dead by the evening though. So you've lost a few eggs? So there's a few, there's always a few. I haven't worked out what percentage. It's normally can expect about 18% embryo death a year at that early stage. But on the plus side, Nora too, Nora is one of the females here on Whenuaho, so Nora 1's already hatched, so that's the first Whenuaho chick? Yes, Nora 1 hatched yesterday. And um, how's she doing? Doing really well. And I say she, but we actually have no idea I what know, sex we... they are. 
No, not for a while. We can guess, we can look at the, the size of their beak in the first few days and usually the, the males have quite broad beaks and the females are longer and narrower. So but, have you done the measuring? Done the measuring, but it's so close for Nora 1 that it's a bit uncertain. Okay, so sex undetermined as yet. Yes, so then we might have to wait for about a month to, to just watch the chick develop in its weight and size. And I'll look at the beak again around about two weeks old. If it's a bit heavier and a little bit larger, it's more likely to be a male? Yeah, more likely to be, but some males can also be quite small, and so that can fool you. But generally, after three to four weeks, the the males are really starting to get quite a bit heavier than the females. Got some a number of questions for you. So people who are listening to the Kakapo Files podcast are writing in by email or sending questions on Twitter, and I've got some questions for you. So number one, in 2005, a group of Nelson students visited four Kakapo chicks being hand-reared. Do you know where they are now? Uh, yes, I do. That's Kumi and Yasmin, now live on Anchor Island. Kumi mated with Kunini this year, but unfortunately her eggs were infertile. But he was a father in 2016 for, I think, four or five chicks. And Yasmin has produced a clutch of four eggs, but all four were early embryo deaths. She's just mated again, and we are expecting her second nest in a week or two. Pura and Ponamu live on Ho, and Pura has a, an egg that's due to hatch in about three days and she actually has two fertile eggs in the incubator and she was just up the hill last night listening near Morahu booming so I think she's about to mate in the next day or two and Ponamu has her first nest and we haven't seen her eggs yet she didn't come off the nest last night so hopefully tonight we'll see what she's got well that's fantastic news and I just have to say I'm incredibly amazed because I can throw a random question like that at you and you know exactly which birds I was talking about and without even having to consult anything you can tell me who's where and what they're doing you are such a walking kakapo (laughs) encyclopedia Daryl it's going to get harder though as we get more numbers now another couple of questions somebody asked are the eggs in larger clutches smaller and do they decrease in size from the first one laid? Yeah, it's really interesting. The first egg is normally shorter and rounder and then the middle egg or eggs are usually the two biggest eggs of the clutch, especially wider. And the last egg is usually longer and narrower. So there's a real distinct size and shape difference. And Jim, who laid five eggs... Her fifth egg was absolutely tiny. It was half the size or slightly less than an egg. And also the eggs for new new time mums, the eggs tend to be smaller overall and they take two or three breeding seasons to get up to a, a, a good full-size kakapo egg. And one more question for you. People have been asking after Sirocco. They're wondering if he's part of this breeding season and whether you ever plan to use him for artificial insemination. Well, (laughs) that's really unusual, actually. Sirocco, even though he wants to mate as much as he can on people, we've never been able to collect sperm from him. 
he's he's the most difficult bird to collect from. We haven't been able to get anything from him. So the answer for that's a big resounding it's a big, no. No, we we put a fair bit of effort into that several years ago, and decided that if he couldn't contribute to that role, his his major role is going to be with advocacy. Which he does extremely well. He does extremely well, yes. Fantastic, thank you. I'm Alison Balance and this was the Kākāpō Files for another week with On the Island. It's been great to catch up with all the news. As we know, the news changes hour by hour, but it's an exciting breeding season. And next time on the Kākāpō Files, I promise to bring you a bit of a, an insight into life on the island. We'll meet a whole lot of the people behind the scenes and get a sense of what the island sounds like. So stay tuned. If you haven't already subscribed to us as a podcast, you can do that. RNZ, Kākāpō Files, in all the usual places. If you'd rather find us on your computer, that's easy to do. Go to rnz.co.nz slash kākāpō and you'll find lots of pictures. You'll find all the previous episodes as well. It's been great having your company. Uh, Catch you next time. Bye for now. 